Don told me I forgot to have the microphone on, so nobody online heard that story. No, <laughs> Kelly might be online. I don't want to get killed. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think, or at least I did, uh, we think about people in the Old Testament, we think that they're somehow better than we are, somehow more holier. I know as a kid in my mother's Bible, it had pictures of the Old Testament people, and they all had a halo around them. But you know, they, they got the same problems we had. They were the same broken people that we are. And they want no better than us. But God had his hand on them. And he's got his hand on you. Whether you believe it or not, if you're here today and you're online watching today, God has his hand on you. And you just got to let God lead, guide, and direct you with that hand. We all have our problems. We all have our worries. We all have our struggles. But through God's guidance, we'll get through them. I know I have, and uh, I was not a good person before I came to Jesus. We're in Exodus chapter 3 with Moses. He's tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. This wasn't a good job. He's stuck out there in the wilderness with a bunch of stinky sheep. I don't know if you guys ever been around sheep. I used to have to raise sheep when I was a kid, and I didn't like them. <clears throat> My good Irish grandmother loved leg of lamb, but I sure didn't like raising it for her. Because they're the hard-headed, distinctest creatures that God ever put breath in. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame from the midst of a bush. So he looked. And behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. And as he got closer to the bush, God called out to him from the midst of it and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals from your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he's afraid to look upon God. Well, that's, that was Moses' first mistake. See, don't ever be afraid to look upon God. Don't ever be afraid to seek his face. And everything that you do, because that's the only way we're going to have a relationship with God. It's the only way we're going to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. If we seek his face every day. Now God's going to use a lot of things to get your attention. He used a, a bush that was on fire that wasn't burning up to, for Moses. He's going to use a lot of troubles in your life to get your attention. 
And he's used a lot of troubles in my life. He's used a lot of good things in my life. But he's going to use whatever he can to get your attention, including knocking you in the head if you need it. See, our God is alive. And he loves us. And he wants to be with us every minute of every day. So God said to him, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrow. See, the, the nation of Israel were slaves to the Egyptians. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and give them to the land of milk and honey. So God heard their cry, and he's telling Moses, I'm on my way. I'm going to take care of that. And I'm sure Moses was like, come on down. I said, they in control of some bad folks. They getting beat on, they getting worked to death. Come on down. Let's take care of this thing, you know. And I, I would probably be the same way. Yeah, you go. Let's go, God. You go. But God says to Moses, Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Moses, I thought you said you were going. That's a whole different story now. You see, God's calling Moses to do something. Just like he calls us to do things. And how many times when God calls us to do something do we go, well, I thought you were going to take care of that. You know, my wife asked me to do stuff around the house all the time, and I say, sure, honey, I got it. And then she asked me all the time, I thought you were going to take care of that. <laughs> so Moses said, send me, who am I? Which translates into Moses thinks, I'm just a nobody. I'm just a sheep herder. You know, I, what am I going to do? You ain't a nobody. You're not a nobody. No, Moses wasn't a nobody. I'm not a nobody. You're not a nobody. You people online, you're not nobodies. We're born again children of God, which is the greatest thing that we could possibly be ever. We have the Holy Spirit that indwells us. We're not a nobody. We are somebody because of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. So don't ever think that way. Because see, God don't, God wants, we're all ordinary people. But he wants ordinary people to do things for an extraordinary God. Well, Moses come up and he's like, well, that excuse didn't work. So he's going to come up with a few more. So, he goes on. God tells him, you ain't nobody. Then Moses says, well, who do I tell him I sent me? God says, you tell him I did. I am the God of your father. I'm the God of Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac. Moses is like, uh, well, what, what, 
What if they don't believe me? So God says, and this is this is this just part of the story. I heard this story when I was a little kid, and I've always remembered. It's my favorite part of this story. So the Lord said to him, What is in your hand? And he said, A rod is a stick. Because like I told you, sheep are hard-headed. Sometimes you've got to whack them. So you've got to have a stick. You ever see the, the depictions of Mary had a little lamb? She's got a stick in her hand. And little Bo Peep, she's got a stick in her hand. So I mean, that, that's not being mean. Sheep got to get whacked every now and then. So God said to him, cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent and Moses booked. I'm gone. Because this stick's probably about eight foot long. And he dropped it on the ground it turned into a snake. And Moses, the Bible says Moses fled. I have seen grown men run from an eight foot black snake before. Because I have turned around to make sure that they weren't going to beat me. So as you figure, there's an eight-foot snake on the ground. I probably would have run too. Now, it's easy for me to read this and say, Come on, Moses, where was your faith, brother? You're talking to God Almighty, the creator of the universe, the man who, not the man, the God that created us and everything, created them sheep, created the ground you stand on. Why are you running from an eight-foot snake? I'd like to be able to stand and say, I would say that to Moses, but it would probably be as I was running away too. <clears throat> and the Lord said to Moses, get back here. Reach out your hand and take it by the tail. Now, I don't know about you, but as far as I know, I ain't never touched a snake and I don't ever plan on touching one. But Moses picked it up. And it turned into a rod again. That they may believe that the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Well, that's a pretty good trick right there. And he says, furthermore, he says, take your hand and put it in your coat. So Moses puts his hand in his coat. God said, pull it out. He pulled it out. He leprous. That was a death sentence. He would have to go around. He had leprosy. He would have to go around shouting, "Unclean! Unclean! Stay away!" And if the bush didn't get his attention, and the snake didn't get his attention, then surely to God, looking at his own death certificate on his hand would get your attention. And God said, put it back in your coat again. Now, it doesn't, the Bible doesn't say what Moses said. But he put it back in his coat and he pulled it out and it was clean. No more leprosy. So now, he's got two signs to show people so that they will believe him. You would think, what if this was us? What if this was one of us? 
would we say, I'm out of here, sheep. I'll see you later. Let's go, God. Let's get it. Not Moses. He still had some more excuses. That don't talk good, he says. Well, actually, the Bible says, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant. But I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Some Bible scholars, which I am not, so don't, conf don't confuse me with them, claim that Moses stuttered or stammered. And I, I stutter sometimes myself, and, and, uh, and I, I know that can be aggravating, and it can be hard to understand someone who stutters. But God will give you the words to say. Do you think that I could stand up here in front of all of you and the people online and give this message if God wasn't giving me the words to say? You guys know me. I'm not that smart. You know I don't talk good. Most of you can't understand me because I lived down south for so long. When you follow the, the will of the Father, when you follow the will of God, you've got to remember, you have the Holy Spirit indwelling you. Let the Holy Spirit do His thing, and you do yours. That's, that's it. Let the Holy Spirit fill you and do what it is that he wants you to do. Be obedient to God. You must be obedient to God in all things. There's somebody out there waiting to hear about the love of Christ from you. You specifically. Maybe family, maybe friends, maybe co-workers. Might be a total stranger on the street. Do what God wants you to do. I encourage you. Pray for your past to cross that someone. You know, I prayed for years for Kelly's mom. I never, never stopped. Me and Sharon, neither one. And she got saved about three weeks ago. And uh, you got to remember, God's time is different from our time. Jesus' time is different than our time. But Jesus is right here, right now, with us. And I hope that I'm bringing him glory and honor. Do what God wants you, to, wants you to do. And he will bless you. Just as he blessed Moses. Now. You, some of you might remember. When. Uh, Jason did a series on 2 Timothy. And he had. Me and David and Ron speak.
when we threw Ryan underneath the bus and let him go first, didn't we? Yeah, he wasn't in the planning meeting, so we said, Ryan, go first. But you know, Ron said something, and after we had our, after, after it was all said and done, we had another meeting. <clears throat> and Ron said something in that meeting that really st struck my heart. And uh, I love Brother Ron to death, and this is one of the reasons why. He's the most honest man I've ever met. Well, not the most honest, but I mean, he's honest. <laughs> Now, I'm not saying that he's, no, he's honest. <laughs> I got to get out of this one. Thank goodness he's not here. <laughs> Ron sat in the chair and he looked at Jason and he said, I don't like to do it. I don't want to do it. Talking about coming up here and speaking. He said, but the answer will always be yes. Don't like it. Don't want to do it. But the answer will always be yes. So you say yes to God too. If you're not saved today, Jesus is knocking on that door of your heart. You haven't given your heart completely to Jesus. Say yes to him. I encourage you. Because when you're living in the Spirit, you are living, as Jesus said, life more abundantly. I've been on both sides of the fence. I come from the, the wrong side of the tracks over to the right side of the tracks, and then I went back on the other side of the tracks. I've lived a miserable existence, and I'm living a glorious existence now because of what Jesus Christ has done for me. So if you're not saved today, please accept Christ. And it's very easy to do. All you have to do is pray to Him. So I didn't have a question at the start, but I got one at the end. What's your burning bush? What's God trying to get your attention with? What's He using? Let us pray. Holy Father in heaven, I know this is a short message, but I believe that this is the message that you would have me to give. I thank you and I praise you for this church, Lord, this group, this group of believers, and I pray, Lord, that our numbers will be added to today, that people will come to Christ and say, forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me, Lord, for what I have done. I accept your blood. I accept your sacrifice. Father God in heaven, we all pray for our families. We all pray for our friends. Help us to pray. Help us to pray for even our enemies, as Jesus said to do. Thank you for this day, Father. Thank you for all that you've done for us. And I pray that I was able somehow or another to be the vessel to bring you glory and honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.